0: Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to another episode of Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 11, Drama Meter. Lacey Winters dawdled near the back exit of the school. The glass doors gave a clear view of the soccer field, the baseball diamonds, and the tennis courts. Girls in Easton Christian Academy gym uniforms gathered in little groups on the soccer field. Lacey concentrated all her thoughts onto the big toe of her left foot. Was the pain getting worse? She'd stubbed it that morning while getting ready for school. Maybe she shouldn't participate in gym class today. Out the door, Lacey, Miss Belk said as she breezed past. The gym teacher had her hair pulled up high on her head. A white and black sweatband in place. She broke into a jog and soon joined the girls on the field. Lacey considered going to the nurse for an exemption from Jim. Five twinges, one right after another pulsed in her big toe. Miss Belk held a clipboard in one hand and pointed a pen at each girl, glancing frequently at the clipped paper flapping in the breeze. Lacey sighed. She might as well get out there before she was marked tardy. Besides, the last time she'd gone to the nurse about a twinge, the woman had plastered an enormous pink bandage onto Lacey's thumb and sent her right back to science class. Mr. Gustaf had still made her dissect the owl pellets. Lacey reached the field just as Miss Belk tossed her clipboard onto a bench. 20 sit-ups! Go!' she called out and blew her whistle." Girls like Hilary Glass and Rilla Myers practically flung themselves against the turf and were into their tenth sit-up by the time Lacey eased herself down onto the ground. One, she mumbled to herself and raised her shoulders two inches off the ground. You know, I used to hate these exercises, London Pella said from nearby, but they have really helped me tone my muscles. I feel less flabby than I used to. Me too, Zoe grunted. I don't feel like a mushroom in my uniform skirt anymore. Lacey stared up at the sky, all blue and puffed over with little marshmallow clouds. Suppose that's what she looked like in her uniform. A puffy marshmallow cloud. No, make that a flabby marshmallow cloud. Come on, Lacey, you can do it. Miss Belk's shadow slid by as the teacher walked past the row of girls, cheering them on. Lacey gritted her teeth. For, she said, straining to raise her torso. Don't pull on your neck, London said. Use your stomach muscles. Lacey felt her face going warm. This was the worst part of gym class, struggling through the warm-ups with some well-meaning upperclassmen coaching her. Sure, London was supposed to be a mentor of sorts, but did that really include sit-up do's and don'ts? The next hour felt like a day, as Lacey attempted to dribble a soccer ball per Miss Belk's instructions. When the teacher finally dismissed them, Lacey turned her back on the field and walked away without looking back. "'I'm going on a diet.' Lacey heard London say as the stream of girls entered the school building. Just to lose a couple extra pounds, I can't seem to exercise away. Lacey lost the conversation as she headed to her locker to collect her backpack and gym bag. She stared at herself for a second in the little locker mirror her mom had bought her as a going-back-to-school present. Was she flabby and unfit and mushroomy? If girls like London and Zoe, who usually looked chic, even in the unstylish school uniform, if they were worried about their weight, what did that mean for a girl like Lacey? As she hoisted her backpack onto her shoulder and pushed her locker door closed, Lacey wondered just how unattractive she really was. The next morning, she awoke to the smell of French toast. She smiled. Friday mornings were always special breakfast mornings, a celebration of the weekend to come. She got out of bed and shuffled through a quick morning routine. She was just sliding a blue headband into place when she really focused on herself in the bathroom mirror. The thoughts of the day before came back, and her contentment was replaced with uncertainty. Did her headband slick her hair back too tightly, and— had her chin always looked so round? She left the bathroom and bent over to search for a pair of flats on the bottom of her closet. Wait, had her tummy always bulged like that against the waistband of her uniform? She squeezed her eyes shut against the images of mushrooms and marshmallows and shoved her feet into a pair of shoes before hurrying downstairs. Mom, I think I need to go on a diet she said, going into the kitchen a few minutes later. What? Mom used a fork to dip a piece of bread into an eggy mixture. I need to lose weight. Why? The bread dropped into the hot skillet and sizzled. I think I can feel my chin jiggling when I walk. Ira coughed and spewed coffee. What? Mom turned to face Lacey. "'I'm serious, Mom,' Lacey rubbed the skin just below her chin. "'Mom, do you think my neck is starting to look flabby?' "'Oh, honey, no. "'Maybe I'd better have veggie sticks in my lunch, though, you think? "'Instead of a pudding cup? "'Maybe celery. "'Do we have celery?' "'Well, sure, but really, Lacey, I don't think you need to worry.' What's all this about your weight? I'm growing up, Mom. Things start going awry the older you get. Today my chin jiggles. Tomorrow my thighs. Ira poured himself a second cup of coffee. Someone told me once that your ears and your nose never stop growing. The older you get, the bigger your nostrils gape and the longer your earlobes hang. You would better start measuring every morning, Lacey. You may need corrective surgery. Mom! Lacey clapped her hand over her nose. Mom, are my nostrils getting bigger? No, now stop this, Lacey. Ira, you too. But, Mom, I really did feel my chin jiggle just now. Lacey pushed two fingers against her throat. Aren't there exercises for wobbly chins? I don't know, Lacey, but I don't want you to get all distracted with body image stress. We've barely conquered your daydreaming problem. You don't need to get a bunch of other nonsense into your head to boot. Worrying about your body can become a big problem, so I want you to put those thoughts out of your head right now. Big problem, Lacey echoed. Bigger than your chin, even, Ira said. Ira Winters, either you stop egging her on or you can wash the breakfast dishes, Mom said. Ira laughed and pulled Lacey's braid. I'm just joking, Lacey. Lacey jerked her braid over her shoulder. Mom. Mom sighed. Eat your breakfast, Lacey. Lacey eyed the golden piece of toast her mother slid onto a plate. Maybe if she ate it without syrup, it would be all right. She settled onto a stool at the island counter. Mom, she said, cutting a tiny triangle of toast off one corner. Just eat, Mom said. But this isn't about a diet. I need to homeschool. Oh, Lacey. Mom popped the cap off the syrup and tipped the bottle over Lacey's plate. A stream of golden liquid flowed over the French toast. I really don't think that would be good for our mother-daughter relationship. But Mr. Sputnik is going to make me do a speaking part in the Christmas program. I can't do a speaking part. I tried to audition for a townsperson. Townspeople just sort of mill around in the background, but he kept making me talk. Seems logical, Mom said, that you would have to talk in speech class. I threw my hands up into the air and said, Mr. Sputnik, I have no words. I told you, I just want to be left alone in the background. Please stop making me talk. And he just grinned and said, I would make a good innkeeper's wife. Lacey forked up a big bite and stuffed it into her mouth. Oh, Lacey, Mom said. Lacey wondered how her mother could laugh. When her daughter was so obviously emotionally distraught. Time to go, Mom said. Hurry and finish. The whole way to school, Ira hogged Mom's attention with a lot of junk about debate and some stupid history project he was doing with Carmen. Lacey couldn't fit a word in edgewise. She managed to push off thoughts of her weight and speech class for a few hours then she got to lunch, and Grace started in with the flashcards as soon as Lacey arrived at table eight. "'Explain what causes an earthquake,' Grace said, and took a big bite out of her sandwich. "'Um, plates, rubbed together, and stuff,' Lacey said, and pulled the bag of cheese curls from her lunch bag. "'Wait, cheese curls? Where were the carrot sticks?' Grace slapped the flashcards onto the lunch table. What kind of plates? Um, tech, tech, um, fault, things. Lacey pulled the rest of her lunch into view. A sandwich made of homemade white bread and layered with cheese and cold cuts. A cookie sandwich held together with white cream. What was her mother trying to do to her? At the bottom of the bag, a container held five slices of apple, drizzled with lemon juice. Lacey jammed all but the apple slices back into the bag. Do you realize we have a test over Chapter Three Friday? Gray ripped the top off of a jello cup and pushed a spoon into the green dessert. It tickles, just like my chin, Lacey thought. And Mr. Gustav isn't reviewing for it tomorrow because he has leftover pig eyes from biology that he wants us to dissect. Gray's spoon slid into the green gelatinous mass again. Lacey gagged and bolted for the restroom. She didn't throw up. Somehow, by the time she leaned over the toilet, the urge to gag had disappeared. Lacey locked the stall door and leaned against it, She wished she could cry like girls did in books, but wishing to cry seemed to dry up all the tears. Running from the cafeteria had been pretty dramatic, though, and she'd done it without planning either. Maybe that was the key, to allow her emotions to tilt and sway her at a moment's notice. Girls who cried or fainted pined away over heart-wrenching secrets in books always won the heart of a prince by the end of the story. She closed her eyes and thought, of everything that had gone wrong that day and the day before, a tear trickled out of one eye. The bathroom door banged open and somebody knocked on her stall door. Lacey, are you okay? Gray's voice actually sounded worried Lacey sniffed. I just have a lot going on right now. Do we really have to spend every lunch period going over and over science flashcards? I mean, have you ever considered, Gray, that we never actually talk about anything but school? Do you even know what I want out of life? Have you ever told me what you want out of life? Lacey opened the stall door, Tears flowing from both eyes now. Has it ever occurred to you that if we stop studying for, like, two seconds, maybe we could be friends? That maybe I need a friend more than I need a study buddy? Gray slowly folded her arms. Or are grades the only thing you think about, Gray? Lacey wiped tears away with the back of her hand. She wondered if the tears dangled on her lashes like tiny raindrops or white diamonds. If only corn could see her now. Anything else? Gray asked, her voice flat. I just need you to listen to me sometimes, that's all, Lacey said. Gray nodded. Right. Well, they really pegged you when they pushed you into public speaking. You'll do great in the Christmas and spring drama. She turned and pulled open the bathroom door. I'll be at table late when you're ready to study, Lacey. Something like genuine hurt, maybe embarrassment, made Lacey want to retreat back into the stall. But then her stomach growled, and the thought of Mom's homemade bread caused her feet to move towards the restroom door. It swung open again, nearly knocking her in the face. And just so you know, Grace said, her head appearing around the door, I do consider you a friend. And if you really do want to talk about all that other stuff, we can hang out after school sometime. But the only way I'm ever going to get into college is by scholarship. And good scholarships come from good grades. And since I want to get into medical school, I'm going to need really good grades. So are you coming back to study or not? Lacey burst into tears. Really? You'd hang out after school? Because I haven't hung out with anybody since Sylvia moved away, and I really, really, really just need some girl time, you know? Grace sighed. Yeah, I know. Your drama meter is just about off the charts. Let's set something up for this weekend. Lacey nodded, snuffled, and gulped. Okay. You're the best, Gray. Gray shrugged. Hope so. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. In place of a Bible verse, you'll find a discussion question in the details section. Join me again for episode 12 in two weeks. Bye!